When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. <laughs> wow, the podcast that's here to chug wine or chug cock. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, Kyle, por que no los dos? I'm out of wine, so. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... We're not going to tell you what we're talking about. We're not going to tell you what we're talking about, because we do that for no explicable reason whatsoever for the live shows. But you'll find out here in just a second. Okay, I first want to ask, there were people singing, that was so cool, but how many people have heard this podcast before? Okay. Excellent. How many people have never heard this podcast before? Wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what What favor do you owe that person? A little <laughs> less woo than, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> you owe, speaking of chugging cock, you owe them one tonight. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so, uh, if the chugging cock joke didn't remind you, this is a very not safe for work show. It is R-rated, so if that's not good for you, why are you here? <laughs> uh, this show is about gay stereotypes. We do one topic per week, and we've been doing this for a little over six years. Have yet to, uh, we've only missed a handful of weeks in like six years. So, uh, quick note, please take as many selfies, as many videos as you desire, as you want to, because we are beautiful. Uh, just be sure to post them and tag us at Gayish Podcast so that Derek, who's not here, he's in St. Louis, uh, sees them and has a lot of work to do when he's done with vacation because we like to punish him that way. And he likes it. And he likes it. He definitely likes it. Speak, speaking of us being beautiful, what are you wearing, Mike? I'm wearing my Pride Month Demon shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Very fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Can they, we... Can we see your shoes? Oh, and these gay-ass shoes. Put your, put your feet up. Those are so cute. They are very cute. Yeah. And, and you're in your, your gold skirt, which I'm a big fan of that. And also sparkly gay-ass oh. shoes. Hold on, let me put my... No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Take a peek. Oh, God. Okay. Well, um, Nice. Nice. So, Thanks. Thanks, bro. Uh, so if you've heard the show, you know that at the very end, we do our gayest and straightest, which is the stereotypically gayest and stereotypically straightest thing about us for the week. And if you would like to share yours, we're going to take four volunteers from the audience to do that. So be thinking about how and whether you want to participate, because it's going to be great. Yeah, this is first and foremost a podcast. So we're recording right now. This is going to be the episode that comes out on Thursday. So you could be on an actual podcast. Yeah. Also, uh, at, when, at the break, again, inexplicable. It's a live show tradition that we do shots when we take a break. So if you want to take shots with us, make sure that you have shots. And be very nice to the people at the spot uh, who have been so kind to let us invade them today. Uh, let's see. I had something else to say. Yeah? What was it? I, I have generic chit-chat up top. So oh, this, this do you is... want to generically <laughs> chit-chat? Uh, so, Mike, what has New your New York experience been like so far? We hung out with Minority Report last night. That was we pretty We did. Fun. Minority Report is another podcast. Take a listen to them if you haven't. But we've talked to them virtually through a screen. And I don't know if you all know this. The bars close here at four. 
So if you're depending on the bar to tell you when it's time to go home, it is a very different experience <laughs> than it is back home. Good Lord. I close at two. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to get in before that or you're not getting anything. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you up top, sure. if you noticed. Sure. So we got in yesterday. Um, did you, our Lyft driver. Yeah. Did you see him eating a sandwich <laughs> on the way? Did you see that it was just two pieces of bread? <laughs> it was no, there was no sandwich part of the sandwich. Is, is that a sandwich? It was, it, he went too deep in the bread and then <laughs> forgot all the other, the other steps to it. So I don't know. I didn't know if you saw that. I, I saw that he was eating something. I did not pay that close attention. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. I think we <laughs> chit chatted. Okay, great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have a 100 words this week. So at a certain level of Patreon support, if you send 100 words in, I will say them. Doesn't matter what they are. Uh, and normally don't do that for a live show, even if we have one in the queue. But this one I thought was extra special. So here we go. Uh, hi, Mike and Kyle. Happy Pride Month. I'll cut to the chase so I can get right to using Daddy Mike's mouth. Here's my 100 words. Now more than ever, we need to remember that Pride is a riot. Pride is a rebellion. Pride is a reminder. 2023 has seen 500 plus instances of anti-LGBT plus legislation brought forth by conservative cowards. These cunts are cornered and lashing out because they know their time is coming to an end. They are going after what they think are the weakest members of our community. What they don't realize is our pride came from trans women of color. We will contribute to fight for our right to exist. And anyone that doesn't like it can catch a brick to the face. Terrence D. Sterling. <laughs> I love that when our listeners write in, they write really like passionate, moving things. I'd be like, dick butt. <laughs> like, I just make you say, like, I don't know. That's very sweet. Thank you for writing that in. Or lizard a hundred times in a row. Or lizard a hundred times to handle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that, I think that's, I think that's it. We're, yeah. We're, we're, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We're ready for the news then. Yep. Shut your <laughs> mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Oh, God. There are so many people who say this is the only source of news in their lives, and I still can't fucking believe that that's what they have for their existence. Okay, uh, news the first. So the FDA has released a warning uh, reiterating something that they said last year, that you should make sure the next time you reach for a five-hour energy that it's not a bottle of poppers. Don't drink poppers. Uh, when you... <laughs> Honeys... <laughs> Do we need to have a, like a big talk? Right. Do we need to sit the children around and explain poppers? Like, I, no, I mean, this crowd definitely knows what poppers are. So I, we don't, I mean, not here, but like, do we need to have a sit down? Who's, who's? Yeah, I, apparently enough people for the FDA to care. Like, uh, uh, Ow. Ow. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's adorable, too, because all of the news about it has mostly been written for straight people, which is like... <laughs> Poppers is a term used to refer to a variety of liquid chemicals, um, typically amyl nitrate, which are sometimes inhaled by people recreationally for enhanced sexual arousal and temporary relaxation. I've, I've told you my, my popper story. I once encountered poppers in the wild. I was at a friend's party and it was dying down. There were less and less people, but there were like straight people, some gay people, women, men. And all of a sudden there were like five of us and someone got out poppers mm. and started passing them around. And I was like, oh my God, are we all about to fuck? Like, I, <laughs> I, it turns out people use poppers just like 
for fun at parties or like on the dance floor. I was unaware of this. Yeah. So I fucked all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> We were, we were at the bar last night, Carell and I were, and we were talking to a guy who was, a, he said he was a porn star. His name was Spike. And uh, <laughs> that narrows it down. And he just like whipped out his poppers in the middle of the bar. Like, I don't know, that apparently that's how they roll. Speaking of which, that was at the Ninth Avenue Saloon, which is where we're going to go after this, if y'all want to come hang out. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so don't drink poppers, everybody. Apparently, people are dying. <laughs> People are dying? People are dying. There are oh, deaths shit. and hospitalizations. Oh, wow. I have not been treating this with the gravity that it deserves. That's fine. Okay. That's, okay. that's the whole podcast, I think, in a <laughs> nutshell. Uh, people accidentally ingest poppers all the time, thinking that they are energy drinks, despite the FDA, again, reminding people a few years ago. Uh, but a single mistake can prove fatal. The FDA wrote on its social media channels on Wednesday, drinking or inhaling poppers seriously jeopardizes your health. Also, it means you're out of poppers. <laughs> <laughs> News the second. Okay. Uh, the Temecula Valley School Board has decided that 11,000 students don't need a new social studies textbook. The reason being that the one that they were considering using for that school district, again, this is 11,000 students, um, uh, didn't actually mention Harvey Milk in the, the book. But the teacher's supplementary material mentions him as a possible topic of conversation in the classroom. So that meant that the whole book needed to be thrown out. Wow. And now they're looking for a new, a new book. So uh, the measure passed by a vote of three to two to not accept that book because it says Harvey Milk in, again, not in the textbook, but in the teacher's guide. Um, and the board's president said that Milk was a sexual predator and a pedophile. And that's why they needed to not have that even... Exactly. What the fuck? Chug some poppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, I, she, I mean, yeah, she clearly needs to get laid at least. <laughs> I, I think that would maybe. Um, but but yeah, so you know, con conservative parents are like out of control this year. I think this yeah. year more than any in recent memory, and it just keeps happening. Jennifer Weersma, one of the board members who voted against the book, said, "Quote: I don't want my third grader studying an LGBTQ issue." I don't want them going into gender ideology. Like, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. That is it not important to me. I really don't care what you want. You dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, but th it, this one stuck out to me because it's California, right? Like we think yeah, yeah. of the coasts as being very, very blue liberal places, but they really are blue dotted cities that are still in a mostly sea of red rural places. Yeah. And Temecula, I know a lot of people go there to drink wine, uh, but like, it's it's pretty rural. Hmm. So, um, my uh, homeschool district has been one of the ones in Texas banning a lot of books by LGBT people, by people of color, anything that they deem CRT. Sure, uh, yeah, which is a or broad woke or of, whatever. Like, just yeah, yeah, like yeah. label it something you don't like. And, yeah, yeah, it sucks. <sighs> okay, news the last. So uh, this is fantastic. So there is an anti-drag law that made it all the way through the Tennessee uh, state system. And mm -hmm. a Tennessee judge has ruled that the uh, drag show ban is unconstitutional. Oh, sweet. There was a two-day trial and it was signed... Oh, sorry. The, the bill was signed into law in March by Republican Governor Bill Lee, which... Bill Lee. Bill... Billy. 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 Get with it. 
Anyway, uh, so, uh, but it was, it was struck down after just a two-day trial saying it was unconstitutional by a Trump nominee, <laughs> U.S. District Court Judge Thomas L. Parker. So He can chug five-hour energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, so there is there is hope that there will be some remedy in the courts to all of the absolute blatant fuckface acts, whole dick baggery that's happening yeah. uh, across the country. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's the news. That's the news. Um, before we move on to the main topic, I just want to thank uh, Patreon. Patreon supporters are the reason we can even do a tour and come here. You're they paying s- for this beer, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> So for any of our already our Patreon supporters in the audience, oh my God, bunches of you! Hi everyone. I'm not reading any names because I I'm scared to do those when it's not live, much less when we're in front of people. So thank you so much, Patreon. Um, you can go to Patreon.com/gayish to join and sign up for bonus content, uh, video. Uh, now it. I, I now I forget what we do completely, but it's a lot of fun. All right, you ready for the topic, everybody? Yes. Yeah. We, oh, okay, <laughs> great. We are going to hold up the sign, and when we hold it up, you are going to yell this out loud back at us. Are you ready? Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about bathhouses. Y'all were too excited you about that. <laughs> You're dirty. <laughs> uh, so, so every time we point to you, you're going to say it again, exactly right, yeah. because because it's funny. I like making people yell things. <laughs> uh, Doming the audience? Oh, you know, it's got... Daddy? Uh, yeah, you got to earn that daddy cred. <laughs> Who here is okay admitting that they've been to a bathhouse? Yeah. Okay. Not not as many cheers as for Patreon. Patreon, more popular than bathhouses. <laughs> That's our new tagline for sure. Okay. Have you you've been to a bathhouse, Mike? Well, not today. <laughs> But yes. I don't know. How did last night go? <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about tips for visiting a bathhouse that I found on the internet. Great. Um, Wait, I'm... you didn't answer the question. Oh, that's S- very sly, true. Sly dog. Yeah. Have you been to a bathhouse? Before? Yeah, I've been a handful of times. Okay. How many handfuls? <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. Um, yeah. Usually when I'm drunk. Great. Which that's... I don't advocate going sober, actually. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I went. I've gone the recommended amount of uh, drunk. Um, okay, so I'm going to give some tips. This is a tip that I found on BathhouseBlues.com, a page that has been deleted. <laughs> um, Wait, so how did you get there? Uh, from the Wayback Machine, that oh. then can find old de- Wikipedia reference this when it's for its section on bathhouses. So fancy. I went to the internet one day. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell. Okay. Uh, this uh, tip is that bathhouses, it is a sexual playground for men to do whatever they want. A place to get sex 24-7 like a 24-hour convenience store. Wow. I would, I would argue against... <laughs> The treating bathhouses like this, right? I, I mean, I, can you get chips there? Can, like, yes. Oh, okay. we're gonna talk about that later. Great. Okay. Yes, uh, but uh, don't this. I think one some of the stereotypes around bathhouses are, are that every gay man goes to bathhouses every night. We're always 
hooking up. We're always fucking everyone. And uh, that bathhouses are like dirty, raunchy places. Yeah. Like these are the, some of the stereotypes. And this one, I think, plays into that stereotype that you can just go and do whatever you want 24-7 when you shouldn't really treat them like that. Okay. I think there's far more uh, maybe more tips around like consent or, or how to handle different situations that okay. we need to talk about. Okay. 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 Um, some men choose to go to the baths with their friends. No. <laughs> I mean, like I, I get it. I am not, I am not as tuned into separating sex from friendship as like the other gay men that I see in my life. And I will not be going there with you, just so you know. Oh, with I, you, I, no. I, I, <laughs> but, but I like other people better. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems like an interesting thing to like. I don't know. Mix that together. Like the less I don't. I just don't. I don't want. I don't want people over for dinner and then like to go hang out at a bathhouse together. And, and oh. like, no judgment. Do that. Go for it. That's fantastic. It's just not how I'm wired. I guess. I have gone with a friend before. Okay. And so, like, how was it? It was good. It was fun. It's like kind of like, it's like money in the bank. You know, like if I go there and there's no one there, like, all right, cool. You're, you're already here. Okay. <laughs> Is that not how you treat your friends? Uh, well. <laughs> like a great backup plan? Not a... Like if we're not married by next year, oh, God. we're going to marry each other. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Um, uh, some require membership. Uh, according to some state laws, some bathhouses can only operate as private men's clubs. So don't be surprised if you show up uh, in an unmarked door, maybe, and, and show up and have to buy a membership in order to get in. I that's that's always been the case. Mm. I've never been somewhere that wasn't like, oh, you have to be a member, but yeah. then also immediately offered a membership. Right? Like, it's not we like a exclusive thing. It's Wikipedia in its tips tips and tricks section it is, it's etiquette section that's a little bit horrified by um, did offer like it may be this but it may not be this. Like it, it was really hedging its bets on how this works because I don't think they know. Great. Um, uh, bathhouseblues.com also offered this suggestion. You don't go to a sauna to play Scrabble. Sorry, I pictured in this tone. You don't go to a sauna to play Scrabble. As soon as you're in the locker room getting your white towel, eyes begin roving. So you'll get your white towel, mm -hmm. go to locker rooms. You have a key, key to a locker room that then you'll probably take off your clothes and put on the white towel. And that's what you're going to use to walk around in most of the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. confirm this yeah. is your experience yeah well i was gonna i was gonna back up to the part where you're at the door where you're getting like a membership oh oh sure the i i went to i went to steamworks in vancouver british columbia um you know it's been a while probably eight, eight or ten years ago now but uh the, the the dude said do you know where you are i, I was like i hope so that's so like <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean i, I know like, what was, about you said like yeah the straight guy or like i don't know clearly I, approved I don't fuck. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know he yeah he, he was very like he just wanted to make sure he just wanted to clear this the is air, smash like. burger right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this where i placed my order i have a doordash pickup is this where i get it um wow that's a nuclear burn. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you got over that. Um, do you know where you are? <laughs> uh, men talk to each other at bathhouses, even forming long-lasting friendships or relationships. See, this is why I think you don't go. 
I didn't say this. The internet said this. I'm reading to you what the internet said about bathhouses. Okay. All right. All right. We'll talk about this a little bit later, too, Great. because it, it kind of is true. Um, this is important. This is where uh, getting into consent, this is where it, this is not a 24-hour playground where you can have whatever you want, like you're at a convenience store. Um, uh, a look or a nod is usually enough to express interest, and a shake of the head or pushing away a hand means that attention is not welcome. I have found that's a good rule. Hey, in life, if any of those situations come up, Maybe follow those guidelines as well. I find bathhouses to be better at consent than like bars sometimes. I agree. Yeah, like, I absolutely agree. Do you? Yeah, I like I've gotten my ass grabbed at a bar before, and like at a bathhouse, not without like some kind of at least nonverbal consent given. Like yep. you can tell by people's body language, like whether this is an okay touch or yeah. not, and. Hey, and I found people, at least when I've been, have respected that. Yeah. Have yep. have gone if I give some kind of cue, yep. yes or no, they they roll with it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I I have. Do you have like steps? Like I have when I'm dating someone, I have like all these steps to get to like you're you going on dates, then you're dating, yeah, then you're like you're all the, that progress. I think there's it's pro- like the, it's like the game of life with you. There's like multiple branches. Like you've got this whole system. It's, yeah. It, but then again, it's very easy to learn. <laughs> very hard to finish. Um, <laughs> I'm on antidepressants. Um, but I found there are like steps to this process. Like you probably exchange a look. Someone probably walks up close and sits next to you if you're somewhere in public. Someone probably touches your thigh. Like have you found like... There are steps like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and sometimes sometimes people will like, okay, maybe I'll go into this. If you get a room, oh yeah, then there's like you're like you own that space, so mm-hmm. people people are much more likely to be like, yes, do the, like should I come in there? And yes, you, and you can also be like, <laughs> do the Drake thing. <laughs> What's the Drake? The, 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 the memes that are Drake with his hand up, being like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, speaking of rooms, this was my favorite piece of etiquette from Wikipedia. Customers with rooms may leave their doors open to signal that they are available mm-hmm. for sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> usually by putting their hole toward the door. That's usually what I Those do. who would like to be penetrated <laughs> anally. Okay, great. <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> Well, sometimes lie face down on the bed with the door open. Those who prefer to penetrate others, mm-hmm. tops. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Thanks for really breaking this down. Um, uh, uh, or to receive fellatio might lie face up. Sure. Yeah. Here, here it is, you, boys. <laughs> you see ass up. That's that's your consent, buddies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It is. Come on in. (laughs) Um, Traveling. This is my last one. Traveling is often better than arriving. Mm. The anticipation of what you might find can outstrip the pleasure of actually doing it, so to speak. Ooh, that's a lot, right? Like that's that's grinder ghosting, right? (laughs) That's the real life version of grinder ghosting. Of like, we're gonna chat. It's gonna be hot, and then like nothing. Yeah, have you had? I mean, have you had that version of a bathhouse experience? Like the the excitement of it being yeah. way better than the actual going. Yeah, um, I think every context of my sex life, not just bathhouses, is like pretty much that. 
Sorry, the topic of this episode is now Mike's sex <laughs> life. Can you start at the beginning? Yes, I was excited by that. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I can see like sometimes I, I think it's mixed. Sometimes you like go and then you, there's no one there. You end up walking around for an hour and nothing happens. And then you're like that. OK. Or you like go there. You like find one person to fuck. And then you're like, uh, it sounded more exciting in my head. Yeah. 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 And other times you get gang banged on the swing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I've never. I've. I mean, not that I. Allegedly. Not that, not that I wouldn't. I'm just saying it's there. Okay. Um, I will read uh, one final thing, and this is what I found on Reddit. Uh, on Reddit, someone asked, "What's your embar- most embarrassing moment at a gay bathhouse?" Uh, I went into the one of the glory hole booths at the bathhouse and crouched down to look through one of the glory holes. Ooh, I felt someone playing with my asshole. They must have reached under the wall behind me. I continued to move my ass around on their finger. It felt so good as they rubbed my hole. Till I realized it wasn't a finger. It was the edge of the flip-flop I was wearing. (laughs) It was... It was touching my ass while I was crouched down. No one was in the booth behind me. Oops. But it did feel good. Lol. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I found on the internet about bathhouses. Man, I, I wish I could find that kind of love with a flip-flop, you know? Like... <laughs> yeah, none of my flip-flops have come on to me. <laughs> Well, uh, very, very predictably, I'm going to talk to everybody about the history of... Bathhouses! That's right. Going to talk about the history of bathhouses. Uh, turns out, Kyle, they've been around for a very long time. But, I mean, how are you breaking that down? Like, people have been bathing themselves in things... Yes. So, since lakes So it, tur- it turns out that, like, most people didn't have bathrooms in their homes, so they did their business in public. So that idea is absolutely true. That's been around for a long, long time. Doing they, it in public, that's, that's less uh, exciting. The ancient Greeks by the 6th century BC had bath houses and um, the Chinese even earlier at like the 10th century. Um, the, the, the Chinese even had a book called the Book of Rites that was, uh, again, 10th century that said, quote, people should take a hot shower every five days and wash their hair every three days. And it was considered good manners to take a bath provided by the host before the dinner. Um, and provided by the host. Yeah, it was your job to it was your job to bathe everybody, oh. and then and then and then feed them. That sounds like a swingers party. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I've never been, but I just assume. But like like bathing every five days, I'd say like during the pandemic, that's about right. Oh yeah, like, when I'm really depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about day five, maybe yeah. I should shower. Uh, the Romans then, of course, had lots and lots of baths. They built all kinds of shit and had aqueducts and, and running water, so they were pretty good at it. Uh, the, they uh, had what they called thermi, which uh, by the year 19 BC, the first one opened up that had a rotunda that was 25 meters across, had a bunch of small rooms. There's a, does that sound familiar? <laughs> um, uh, set in a park with an artificial river and a pool. But uh, by AD 300, the baths of Diocletian uh, covered 140,000 square meters and uh, had 3,000 bathers a day. Hot. Right. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, but again, most most Roman homes did not have a, a, a bathing area. So 
uh, you went to the, the, the public baths to, to, to do that. But, okay, right now we're talking about like for cleanliness. Right, which exactly is not, right. which is kind of the opposite of what I picture bathhouses yep, for. Exactly yeah. right. But yeah. uh, so it turns out though that the idea that like the nasty happens at bathhouses has mm. has also a very very long history. So oh. uh, as long as there've been bathhouses, there's been like gay shit happening there. <laughs> uh, in the minor tractate Kala Rabati in chapter ten, uh, this is uh, in Judaism. The early sages of Israel instructed on what should be the conduct of every Jew who enters a public bath. This was like the protocol. These are the steps you have to take to make sure no gay shit happens. The, yeah. uh, it's like the tips that I found on the internet. This is like the old Jewish version of that. Yeah, yes, but to make sure that the gay doesn't happen. Oh, mine was the opposite. That's yeah, right. Okay. okay. Uh, it, it said, and most of this is, is, is translated quotes, but uh, uh, before a Jew enters a public bath, he's first required to offer a short prayer unto God, requesting that no offensive act befall him. <laughs> Oh my God, all this is literally opposite. I pray to God that I'm going to find some offensive act to get up to. Exactly, exactly. Uh, He's also instructed on which clothes he is to remove before entering the bath with the item that puts his body at the most exposure being the last thing removed. So you take off everything. Ass. What? (laughs) Right? No, just yell ass at me whenever you want to. Uh, when entering a public bath, a Jew is not not permitted to greet his neighbor with a verbal salutation. Oh, this is the early, like, don't look at each other in the urinal. Right. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, uh, If another person should greet him audibly, he is to retort, quote, this is a bathhouse. Once inside, he's forbidden to sit in a fetal position for some reason. I think maybe because that exposes your whole area. Nor is he permitted to rub or scratch another person's uh, back. Um... Uh, I did not expect you to say back when you... I did not expect that to be the last word of the sentence. But may use an extended device to scratch another's back. So, like, you can touch as long as it's with one of those, like, scratchy things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, let's see, also not permitted to, like, no massage. Absolutely no touching of each other in the Mm. massage way. And all that was to, quote, discourage developing any close bond or connection with another bather that might otherwise lead to inappropriate behavior while both men are naked. Damn. Um, so, and then, and then there's a lot of records of like bathhouses and, and like raids and busts. Like, like they got to stop that shit from happening. So yeah. in 1492 in Florence, there was, Holy shit. yeah, there, there was a, a series of uh, cases where there were quote suspect boys <laughs> in some bathhouses uh, they convicted 44 men for homosexual relations not involving violence in a bathhouse in, in Florence. So at least back that far, that's where we've been going. Is that like the earliest raid of a bathhouse? Like the, That I could find. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 1492 in Grenada, similar thing. Queen Isabella, uh, who was Catholic, closed the public baths to suppress uh, the, the homosexual activity that they found out was happening there. Uh, 1876 in France, there was a, a Parisian ba- bathhouse that was raided. Um, I'm not going to say any of that because it's all French and that's not You're my You're not going to give it a swing? Okay. In the Bar de Gymnase on the Rue de Faber-Poissonnier. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you, random people that also don't speak that French. Was, I appreciate that. That was, gen- that was very generous of you. <laughs> uh, but um, the, the the thing that I'll round out the like sort of history portion with is that modern bathhouses, the concept of modern bathhouses in the United States, started right here in New York City. Congratulations, New Yorkers. <laughs> You've been slutty for forever. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Charles Shepard opened the first Turkish baths in the United States at 63 Columbia Street in Brooklyn Heights uh, on October 3rd, 1863. Um, one of the famous bathhouses here was the Everard Baths, or uh, also got called the Everhard Baths <laughs> by, by people who knew what went down there. Uh, that was the first uh, recorded... Uh, no, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That, that was a gay bathhouse, at, a specifically gay bathhouse at 28 West 28th Street, here in New York, operated from 1888 to 1986. And I know you're going to talk more about why the mid-80s were a thing. Um, but uh, the thing that I love about the Everhard uh, is that uh, it was a church. They turned a church into a gay bathhouse. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, totally sure. Wow. Totally sure. That's hilarious. Uh, and then, like, one of the first big gay bathhouse raids also happened here in New York. In 1903, New York police conducted the first recorded raid on a gay bathhouse, the Ariston Hotel Baths, uh, which uh, 26 men were arrested and 12 brought to trial on sodomy charges. Uh, seven men received sentences ranging from four to 20 years in prison. I, I believe that uh, the address of the old Ariston Hotel Baths is now Victoria's Secret Headquarters. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay. Doesn't make any sense, right. but yeah. it's true. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's the that's some of the history of bathhouses anyway. The uh, history of bathhouses. Great. Cool. That's I've, fun to make people I, do things. I know, yeah. And it, we had we had a meeting before the show and we said let's remember to point more. Yeah, we <laughs> so. we usually bail on that bit, so we're trying not to this time. Okay. Are you ready for me to talk about Let's talk about when they closed down because of AIDS. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, so I got really scared of talking to New Yorkers about New York, so I'm going to tell you about San Francisco for a little bit. <laughs> I was imagining being like, here in New York, I don't know, you know better than I do. So anyway, um, uh, most of what I got about what happened during AIDS is from the San Francisco AIDS Foundation uh, article by Hank Trout. Um, and, okay, I think this is a really challenging topic that... Oh, what, are, what are your initial thoughts on, like, should bathhouses have closed down during AIDS? Boy. I'm going to tell you stuff that to see if I can... Way to throw me under the bus, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I may, before learning, I will go ahead and say, before uh, learning much information, so without giving away how I feel now, I was kind of like, ah, it seems difficult, but I it seems like a good idea so okay, 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 okay. It's not. It's not the same thing. I understand it is not the same thing. And during the pandemic, we would wipe off our fucking groceries. Like we didn't know what was making COVID spread. We had all of these like theories and ideas and thoughts and panic. And I think it's really hard to look back at the HIV/AIDS crisis in the days when it was still called GRID before, yeah. like we knew anything about it, yeah. and say like, "Oh, it's primarily gay men. Oh, it's primarily sexually transmitted. Oh, they're fucking a whole bunch in the bathhouses. Like yeah. maybe we should shut that down." I and 
but then hopefully you you learn better and you learn more about what actually works and what's ethical and then uh, you learn some lessons i think i almost, i don't fault them for like shutting shit down because of what was happening but the stigma that remained and the dignity that was stolen from the community as a result i i, I have feelings about that more, yeah. more than the initial act of like let's put a stop to it yeah absolutely absolutely yeah I can understand that. So during um, the AIDS crisis in San Francisco and in New York and other places, uh, health advocates wanted to shut down bathhouses. So um, in San Francisco in 1984, Larry Littlejohn, who was the founder of a gay organization uh, that was called the Society... (laughs) Did he hang out with Robin Hood? Was he? (laughs) (laughs) Larry. Oh, Larry. Um, uh, He founded a, a gay organization that was called the Society for Individual Rights. Which nowadays, if there was a society for individual rights, I'd be like, oh, they fucking hate me. Like, yeah, I would, yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. I'd, that has, yeah, it's the Faith and Family Foundation. Yeah. Vibes, for sure. But that was a gay organization. Um, and also the owner of a sex venue. So he was the one that introduced a municipal ballot aimed at closing down the bathhouses in response to the AIDS epidemic. Okay. Um, that actually got a lot of people talking that stirred up the public discussion in San Francisco about what to do about bathhouses. So that actually didn't end up coming to fruition or, or doing it. It was the discussion that came up now, like mayors, city officials had to get involved and make a decision and help and decide what to do about the bathhouses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was a city ordinance that banned unsafe sexual activity at sex parlors and bathhouses. So at this time, we did know that it was sex that was like, they knew to look out for unsafe sexual behaviors. Yeah. They talked to, I mean, of course, they there's still misconceptions around like oral, like very difficult to transmit HIV through oral sex, yeah. even today. Yeah. Um, don't brush your teeth before you give a blowjob, everybody. That's right. just right. your tip yeah. of the day. Um, but uh, but they at least knew to to look out for unsafe sexual behaviors. Uh, in order to look out for unsafe sexual behaviors at sex parlors and bathhouses, mm-hmm. Mayor Diane Feinstein authorized the SFPD officers to act as spies. Oh, God. <laughs> go into the bathhouses and monitor sexual activity. Can you imagine that squad meeting where the captain of the police department is like, okay, y'all, we got to crack down in these gays. Who wants to go undercover? Oh, honey, pick me, girl. Girl, girl, over here, girl. Pick me, please. Then he went home to his wife and he's like, I have to for I work. I'm to. sorry. <laughs> um, so and it's, it's not just that they were spies that went to the house. They had to look for unsafe sex. Yep. I, I get I know I do, too. Um, I, I, yeah, that's so um, then stuff went to courts. I don't. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I didn't really understand exactly what happened. But finally, stuff went to courts. They tried to close stuff. They were like, no, and they didn't want it to close. Uh, So a judge's rule is what effectively banned bathhouses. So that's one of the weird parts is that a judge made this decision, um, put an injunction that said that they were allowed to close down bathhouses indirectly. They weren't. It wasn't banning bathhouses. It was prohibiting places with private rooms with locking doors. Like my house? <laughs> no one could have a house. You had to, you couldn't own houses back in the 80s. Yeah. It was wild. No, like sex establishments sure, sure, that sure. like had private locking uh, rooms. And they added a requirement to continue monitoring them. 
for you know to look for unsafe sex sure yeah <laughs> um and that uh, was to remain in effect until the uh department of public health i wrote the initials department of public health directors uh quote declared the aids epidemic to be terminated yeah it's, just, it's done now yeah that was what we were waiting for i guess oh god so actually that injunction remain into in effect until 2021 so i thought like they would close things down temporarily then things started to open back up but no that remained in effect until just recently when they were like this doesn't make sense anymore that's wild yeah, yeah. so during the 90s they did start to open up more of these places but they avoided some of the rules like they didn't have private rooms with locking doors on some of the places that opened back up in order to get around like they found ways to get around these issues and and still have bathhouses but yeah it was finally uh, rescinded in 2021 um like i said new york city had something similar in 1985 where the bathhouses started getting locked down um and so as i was mayor ed koch the real son of a bitch we don't like him no no. Okay, great. <laughs> I pay attention to politics. Every time there was an argument, because I thought, I was like, I, I know that gay people didn't like this and were up in arms about it, but I was like, I kind of think it was a good thing. So in every time someone made an argument against closing down the bathhouses, I wrote those down and I want to talk, talk you through some of sure, those. Sure, yeah. So um, instead of, closing some people suggested that they leave them open and use these spaces to disseminate information mm. to spread awareness educate people this is a place where people were going and it was a gathering place for people yeah so it would make sense that this would be a place to spread information um so activist uh, cleve jones said quote personally i was very ambivalent torn on the issue I wish we had kept them open to educate and test patrons, especially for closeted men going to the baths and then back to their wives. Yeah. Which that's true. Like, how do you... Just like those cops, right? Just like those cops. <laughs> they were there just, just to monitor. I know that there were lots of bathhouses that, like, they would do uh, vote registration, voter registration pushes, mm -hmm. like, to try to keep the political power of gay men up, which... Really, what other venue is there for that except for maybe gay bars? Yeah, it makes sense for some of these venues to be some of the places of ga like where gay men gather that you can spread out information, awareness, do testing, yeah, all that kind of thing. Yeah, vaccination. A lot of monkeypox vaccinations happen at bathhouses oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, another argument is that these places, I think, especially back in these times, were much more than just anonymous sex. Um, some of them had uh, full gym equipment, swimming pools. Of course, steam rooms and saunas. Some had living room-like settings that offered sodas and snacks. Great. <laughs> you said before, yeah. are we giving out... Back, back up to the gym, though. The thing that's interesting about like the gym equipment at a bathhouse is there is this thought of, like, there's probably some bro who, like, this is his gym. Yeah. Like, this is where he comes to work out every day. I think that's really weird. Oh, hot. You oh, mean hot? Okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> Okay, sure. I mean, it's like, especially, I mean, especially in those times, to find a place that you're, you know you're a little bit safer place, you know you're going to be accepted, you're not going to get attacked by the police, like, uh, to have a safer place like that, it might make sense that yeah. this was a gathering place. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, activist Harry Bro. Harry Bro? <laughs> I didn't realize that because it's spelled like... Oh, it's Harry Bro. B-R-E-A-U-X. 
French, everybody. I didn't say that out loud to myself until just now. Anyway, he was an activist and very important to these times. Um, um, uh, he said, quote, quote, the restaurant or snack bar and the living room areas were alive with interesting conversations about all sorts of ordinary things. These bathhouses were a place for networking before cell phones. Okay. So it really was more than, I mean, very sex forward place but there was more to do and i've been to bathhouses that like have like a computer room and have right. a like little and i was like i was like why yeah, but now yeah. i know like now that people sometimes might gather there or yeah. hang out and talk or whatever um uh, harry bro also says uh <laughs> cl- closing <laughs> his name is harry bro I, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh Closing the baths in 1984 was like shutting off the internet today. Our lines of communication in the war on AIDS were severed here in this city. Mm, 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 mm. Um, Other reasons, this is uh, one, well, actually, okay. So uh, the decision to shut down bathhouses is in the context of people not giving a shit or doing anything else. Mm. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that in retrospect, when I'm looking back on it, it's like, oh, that's an interesting conversation about what should have happened. It's not that everyone was following sound medical advice, following, like trying to do the best, like no one was doing anything. So it was one of these political kind of wins that could make people feel like they were doing a thing without having to invest, educate, learn, do anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who was doing a shitload? Who? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, yeah. What'd he do? He 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 worked on HIV AIDS and like actually understanding the thing and like oh. yeah, which is maybe one of the reasons that people on the right didn't want to believe him about COVID because oh. they're like you... oh fuck them yeah exactly. I mean for a lot of reasons but given that context um, it also made when they did this and nothing else it made gay people feel like they were just trying to criminalize gay behavior trying to criminalize gay sex and it was government intruding into their private lives yeah yeah um a a thing an argument i saw a lot that is is that hiv is transmitted through behavior not location so people will continue to have unsafe sex unless I mean, that's just something that's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. So, See how our condoms know? episode last week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a good idea to wear a condom. I believe that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what my app says, though. <laughs> um, so people are going to keep having unsafe sex. Even if you close down the bathhouses, they're going to have sex elsewhere. So this didn't actually solve a lot of the problems. This wasn't the, the big fix that I think the officials were pretending that it was sure. And uh, another thing just said that, tr- that they should have trusted that gay men at the baths have enough information and self-esteem to take care of it themselves. Have you met gay men? I'm responsible. That's, yeah. uncru- that's not true. I couldn't say that, but I think, I think I do like the idea of educating people and helping them understand what the decision is and then letting them decide for themselves what, what to do with that information so like again i also know that it's not the same thing i can't connect it to anything other than something 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 like monkeypox like where we were educating people telling them what to do and then let people make like i just then made my own decision i actually like did not hook up with anyone during that time just because i knew that was risky and 
got a vaccination as soon as I found them and it became available. And yeah. it was just like, I just need to know the information. What's yeah. going on and what do I need to do? Yeah. 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 So through all that, I was convinced that this was... I think there's also something to like, because I wasn't there listening to what did gay activists say and think at the time and trusting that, that trusting those people that made those decisions. Yeah. So the, uh, that all of that swayed my mind. And maybe huh. believe that that was the right thing to do. Oh, huh. sorry. It's the wrong thing. To the do. wrong thing to do. Don't shut down the bathhouses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Are you convinced? Yes. Okay. I, <laughs> I needed you to be for closure, so I appreciate oh, that answer. Yes. Yes, Kyle. Okay. That's so you, great, Mike. You have changed my mind. Oh, my God. It's so good we do this podcast together. <laughs> All right. I'm, what? No. Oh, yes. What? Yes. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did I have dick face? <laughs> <Was> I, <laughs> Did I have resting Kyle face? Yeah. Okay. No, no more than usual. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to talk to everybody about and the Catholic Church. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I have a couple of stories, and uh, I think a few of them I'm going to cover in the Patreon segment, so you can listen for that uh, next week. Uh, I'm just going to focus on just the one here. And uh, this is slightly fictionalized, but in my head, this is well, how it went down. And, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so... Uh, in Ireland, at a bathhouse called the Incognito, oh, a man had a cup of coffee, went into the bathhouse, and was watching porn. Sure. He was beating the bishop. <laughs> jerking off. He's jerking off. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and had a heart attack. <gasps> Fell over. Landed on the floor of the bathhouse, dick in hand. Oh, no. A medical student ran up and started attempting CPR. Oh, that's, wow, convenient. Is there a doctor? <clears throat> the pager, is there a doctor here? To which the medical student then said, oh, my God, this is my priest. <laughs> this is the setup to a joke. This isn't, this is a fake story that you're telling me. And then said... He's dying. I'm not going to be able to save him. Another priest came out of a room <gasps> to give that priest last rites. What? <laughs> that was what they were focused on? Yeah, yeah, right. He's yeah. dying. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what priests do. They show up I to like people. He's dying. <laughs> I guess they care about God. And another priest came out and asked, offered to tech team. <laughs> do you need help with this last rites thing? We can like do it together. Are there any more priests in, that you're going to tell me about? You have to tell me now if there are any more. That's 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 seventeen the, more priests uh, came out of a room. I, well, no, I, no, so, okay, so, okay. So yeah, uh, the guy's name was Liam Cosgrave. He was 68 years old, and he died. He died Aww. at that club, and that started this whole scandal. So the owner of the Incognito Sauna said that up to 20 priests were regular patrons, and that was not unusual for there to be three there at a time. Was this a gay-affirming church? It's the, the Catholic Church, Kyle. No, in, in the <laughs> no, it is not. Okay. No, it is not. Well, I was trying. Um, so, so, and the owner of the the club spoke at, at length about this in the news, and he said, "quote We would not normally give out this information about customers because there is a, a thing, 
But as a gay community, we rebel against the Catholic Church, which refuses to recognize us. So mm-hmm. the owner specifically like aired their dirty laundry because he's like, "Fuck you, Catholic Church! Like yeah. this is this is what's happening." Yeah, um, this is how I feel about outing gay politicians. Like, uh, don't out gay people. Like, it's never okay for you to out someone. People come out on their own time. Blah blah. blah. Unless they're a homophobic politician. Yeah, and they're a senator, they go for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, Lindsay. Um, uh, La- Lady G. Lady G is what right. we call her. That's right. That's right. Uh, foul play was not suspected. They investigated, and then like nothing really ha- happened, but there was definitely a big... He just died from porn? He died from porn. He was jerking off, had a heart attack, and wow. died. Wow. If there's one thing for you all to leave with tonight, don't watch porn. <laughs> don't be Catholic. I think it's... A- oh, sorry. Sorry. Don't be Catholic. That's a better one. Um, anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll tell the other stories on, on, on Patreon. There's a, there's a couple of other interesting things that God. touch up against the Catholic Church. But how touch how... How, how much? But yeah, I, we got we to gotta, we gotta rush through this, Kyle. We, gotta, we do? Yeah. No, we don't. I mean, okay. Um, you have data. You have numbers. I have numbers. I have some numbers. Um, and what I found was that in looking for data, all of them were about HIV transmission risk at bathhouses. That was the only research study that's done. So it's one of those things where that is an important study to do. It's an important thing to recognize. And also, I feel like so often, a hu- it's not 100, but uh, so much, a high, really high percentage of our lives in research is boiled down to HIV. And there's a lot more that exists in gay life that needs to be studied and measured in sure. gay life. So I didn't want to just pick one of these studies that talked about the HIV risk at bathhouses. Um, instead, I wanted to, I picked a study that talked about what the best way to get data from gay men is. Oftentimes people will, researchers will go to bathhouses or they'll go to gay bars or they'll go online and find gay men in order to study them, to ask them questions, to get data, the data that I talk about on the show. Um, and uh, the I'm going to read from the study. Uh, Most studies that report on venue-associated HIV risk have recruited men from a single venue, be it a bathhouse, bar, or internet website, with very little cross-venue research using identical measures of HIV-associated risk. I'm stuck on the phrase recruited men, and I'm wondering if they have any tips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Pretend to be a researcher and give them a survey and tell them it's not anonymous. I'm I'm a little bit of voyeur, which we've talked about. Just give me a clipboard and let me watch. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a horrible idea. I'm so excited for you. Um, This is a study called HIV Risk and Substance Use in Men Who Have Sex with Men Surveyed in Bathhouses, Bars, Clubs, and on Craigslist.com Venue of Recruitment Matters. This appeared in AIDS and Behavior, which is a peer-reviewed journal in 2012 by Christian Grove, a PhD professor at CUNY. Boy, there are several ways to fuck up that name. <laughs> um, uh, Christian Grove, by the way, Dr. Christian Grove, very attractive. Oh, great. That shouldn't matter. Give him a clipboard. He, I think he had a clipboard. <laughs> I think he did this. I think he did the clipboard. Excellent. Um, but no, he ha- has really great. I looked at some of his other research and watched videos him, of him talking about helping reduce like meth use and safer sex and all this good stuff. So he, I, I really liked him and what he did. Mm. And it made sense that he was trying to fight against the idea that you just find gay men at one place. And that's how all of us act. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So. 
What I'm gonna tell you is they had information from each of these three venues, bars, Craigslist, and bathhouses. So I'm gonna tell you some of the differences between gay men. I have each a guess which one is most dangerous. Yeah? It's not the bathhouse. Okay, tell me about your like stereotypes of each of these locations. Who's the gay at each of these different locations? Okay. Uh, they, and he did this research right here in New York. So it is New York bars and clubs, New York bathhouses. I wish they, I was gonna bring you, I wish I could bring you the ones that he was at so I could tell you where to go, but I can't. You'll have to tell me later. Bars are where you go to get like a drink and a blowjob. And <laughs> uh, and the bathhouses are where you go to fuck. Maybe you're drunk or not. Who knows? And Craigslist is where you go to die. <laughs> he didn't follow up to ask if they lived in the Craigslist study. So I guess who knows? Um, okay. So that makes sense that that's the assumption. I think bathhouses get the stereotype that like... That's where people are having dirty, raunchy sex. You're drinking and doing drugs there or have done that beforehand. That's where the most risk is. I think there are a lot of stereotypes that around that. Do you, do you agree? Does that, is that yeah. kind of your yes. stereotype of bathhouses? Yes. Okay. It's all true. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, eh, eh, not 100%. Um, so bars and clubs, they were the most likely to be, some of this made sense, the youngest they were the most likely to be single. They were the most likely to know their HIV status. Okay. Um, and Know your status, everybody. Know your status. They were also the most likely to report high scores in this scale that is called the attachment to the gay and bi community scale. Okay. Which I'm going to have you, I yeah. think, later take the gay and bi community uh, scale that shows you how attached, like your level of attachment to the gay and bisexual if community. If I fail, do I get kicked out? Do I have to go back to women? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, you do. <laughs> you absolutely do. Um, they were also the, this makes sense, the reported the most alcohol use there at a bar. Um, they were also the most... <laughs> Thank you to the spot for hosting us tonight. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Um, they were the most likely to report group sex while drunk or high on drugs. They were also the most likely to have recently used cocaine. Oh. It wasn't the bathhouses that reported this, which that was a very big surprise to me. Okay. It, everybody don't pay attention to this. What? I think of New York as a cocaine town. Is that, oh my God. Is, is, that, is that why they're always awake? Yeah. <laughs> the city that never sleeps. Yeah. Because of like line after line, right? Oh, like, I mean, Seattle has been a cocaine town for me no, sometimes. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't. Seattle's I, a weed town. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, sure. Yes. Uh, I'll go ahead and say New Yorkers fucking love cocaine. Great. And they love, <laughs> they love doing it at bars and clubs. But, but less than bathhouses? That's the thing. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's surprising. So that, that part of it was surprising. Uh, Craigslist. They were the least likely to identify as gay. That okay. That matches up. That checks out. This, yeah. this also is bad. This was done in 2012 when <laughs> Craigslist and the parking lot of Kmart. Like it's, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite gay club is the parking lot of Kmart. <laughs> um, this was in 2012, back when um, you could do personal, like they had personals on Craigslist. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Shut that down. R.I.P. Um, oh my God, I used to uh, when I was in college. Oh. That's all I had to say about it. I just, oh, 
Those were the days. Okay. Um, they also reported the lowest score in attachment to the gay and bi community. Sure. Great. Um, most likely to report being in a current relationship with a female partner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they were bi and open. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging. I'm just reading you the data. <laughs> yeah. um, they were the most like, no, no, no. They were the least likely to report anal sex. Craigslist. Craigslist. Okay. I kind of thought that like online you were like, no, like do me. You know, like you're like, here's what I want and I'm going to put it on the internet and I want it like. That's really, that, that surprises me for the same reasons, but like, I, I, huh. I mean, Craigslist's heyday was pre-Grinder, right? Like, yes. That was, yes. you know. Back in the days of gay.com. So the fact that that's not where the anal was happening is, yeah. That's not where the anal was. <laughs> Where's the anal? Um, uh, they did report the greatest proportion of anal uh, sex acts that were unprotected. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So they were least likely to report sex, but anal sex, but when they did, it had the highest rate of unprotected anal sex. Yeah. So again, I would have expected that to be the bathhouses. That wasn't the case. <laughs> um, bathhouses. What is bathhouses give away condoms? It's like there's they, always buckets of condoms floating bucket, around. Some of them like have requirements these days. That, like every room has to have condoms. Every yeah. and you and you have to have spies that monitor the bathhouses. <laughs> um, where do you sign? Wonder if that's a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my clipboard. And you can, like, <laughs> I'll be a spy in the bathhouse. <laughs> um, bathhouses were most likely to say that they never the the men that went there mo- were most likely to say that they never discussed their HIV status with their sex partner. Hmm. They were the most likely to say that they strongly agree it is difficult to discuss HIV with sex partners. Yeah. So that part matched up with my assumptions. It's it's easier when you're on Craigslist or on the apps to just put your status up front or to ask someone and have that be kind of one of the check-ins you do along the way. It's a little bit more difficult in the bathhouses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the bathhouse patrons were the most likely to be HIV HIV positive. And while they reported the highest number of recent sex partners, that my sentence ended there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I went up because I thought I had more, and I didn't. Uh, they were they reported the high, they reported the highest number of recent sex partners. But remember, Craigslist is the highest percentage of unprotected sex. Yeah, they yeah. just had a lot of unprotected or a lot of sex. Yeah, just a higher percentage of it was protected sex. So some of those condoms came in handy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The median, in case you're curious, in the last three months, the median was seven sex partners. Seven yeah. sex partners in the last three months. Two a month with one I month to, that was good. I need to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Starting tonight, we're going to be at the Ninth Avenue Saloon after this, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, at the end of this research, what he what what he said, what Doctor what was the name Grov said is that researchers need to go to multiple venues when they survey gay men. They can't just go to one venue and assume we're all the same, um, and be aware of the differences at each venues. And in your reporting of the data, break out by venue so we can see how different people, regardless of what you're studying, break out so we can see by venue what the differences are, and in. HIV prevention, we need to tailor messages to each venue based on the characteristics of that venue. It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Gata. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, no problem. I love math. Sure you do. (laughs) I, yeah, you do. I do. I, yeah, I, 
Uh, we're going to take a break pretty soon, but before we do, we're going to play a little game. Okay. And it's going to be... Bathhouses. Or no. Bathhouses or no? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here, here's, here's the thing. I'm going to say a thing. Kyle is going to guess if it is a bathhouse or not. And I'm going to give you all a thumbs up if it's a bathhouse and you want it's for the audio. You got to say bathhouse. And then if I say thumbs down, you're going to say no. Okay. Uh, Let's practice it once. Bathhouse. Great. No. Perfect. Okay. Thank Y'all you. Are, this is an above average crowd, Kyle. <laughs> There's still some show left, Mike. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Uh, first, the Richmond Street Health Emporium. Health important? No. That's a bathhouse. It was in Toronto. It was one of the bathhouses that got raided as part of Operation Soap when they went through (laughs) and uh, uh, raided Canadian bathhouses. Uh, Let's see. Wow. How about man's country? (laughs) I I feel like I'm on the prices, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll go with the audience this one. I'll say no. That is a bathhouse. Fuck or you was all. A, this didn't, you're not helping. <laughs> Wine, help me out. That was a bathhouse in Chicago. Uh, how about... Man country? Man country. Man's Man, country. Man's country. Man's cool. country. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I, that's fun. Uh, how about Boilermaker? Uh, I'm going to say yes. That is a bathhouse. No. No, that's a beer and a shot, Kyle. Get with the program. <laughs> Ew. I mean, ew, right? I could not find a bathhouse called Boilermaker. I think it would be a fantastic name for a bathhouse. Yes, or right. a steak restaurant. Right. <laughs> uh, how about how about the KKK? Now wait a second, everybody. <laughs> no, we'll go easy. No. That is the what the fuck? That is. That is Ken's Karate Club in Sydney, Australia. It, it is a bathhouse. Ken. <laughs> Ken, what are we doing? What are we doing, Ken? That's that's kind of funny. I, I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about Knob Creek? I was that uh, that seems like yes, but I've been getting them wrong, so I'm going to say no. You got one right. That's a brand of whiskey. <laughs> oh, you made me drink that on our whiskey episode. Did. Yes, I did. What did you think? I, I think don't was, remember. I think you hated that one less than most. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about uh, Corpus Cavernosum? No. No. That's correct. That's a part of the penis. Oh, really? That's the part that fills up with blood. That's your Corpus Cavernosum. Yeah. What part is that? The boner part, Kyle. <laughs> That's just the penis, though. <laughs> There's other parts to That's it. The part that fi- the chamber that fills up with blood is the uh, corpus cavernosum. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> Boners are less hot now. I didn't know that could happen. How about the Brooklyn House Hotel? Yes. Let me say yes. That's okay. a bathhouse in Manchester in the United Kingdom. Uh, how about Camp Damascus? Uh, yeah, I'll go yes. Nope, that's a book by Chuck Tingle. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, followed up by the sequel, Pounded in the Butt by Camp Damascus. So <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, how about Barefoot Boy? Uh, I'm going to go no. 
That's a bathhouse in Sydney, Australia, who it, it now has two for two on bad names, <laughs> names for okay. bathhouses. Do you go barefoot? At a bathhouse? Yeah. No. Okay. Absolutely not. I was not. just asking. I take my own flip-flops. Yeah. You don't? I mean, you do know what's happened. Yeah. I, just, I guess it's probably it's probably the place to be, though. I, I worry about, like, athlete's foot and foot rot and, like... And then go like put your dick in something like maybe that's the wrong thing to be worried about. Yeah, I mean like don't do foot stuff there. Right. Uh, and how about the continental baths? I mean, I'm gonna say yes. That sounds like one. Okay. Continental baths is a notorious New York City bathhouse, and that's where Bette Midler and Benny, Barry Manilow hung out. Oh, when she did all her bathhouse shows? She did a bunch of bathhouse shows, and that was where the Continental Baths. Apparently, Barry Manilow, when he would go, also would just wear a towel. What? So when he married my fraternity brother, I think we all knew already. Oh, gay. Gay. A gay boy. <laughs> so gay. But, uh. like, his, his, his persona was not that. Like, he just, when he and Gary got married a couple of years ago, it was like, front page of People Magazine, did you know Barry Manilow is gay? Mm. Yeah, Bette Midler did. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyway, where's that beautiful muscly bartender with the shots for the break? Because that, that he, call, he keeps calling me babe and it's like, oh, girl. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to, did we do it? What else, what's the conclusion here, okay. Kyle? So what kind of, I feel like a lot when researching this i feel like it broke a lot of the stereotypes that i had that it was just about anonymous sex yeah so for example i think that especially in other times or even today it's not just about sex there's far more that happens there yeah um i think that our assumption that it is the riskiest place to go um is there are other each venue like i talked about has different risks yeah yeah so i think there's that I also think we didn't, uh, maybe it was just based on audience participation that it's like not every single gay man is doing this all the time every night. Like, right. I think that's something we didn't really touch on too much is that I don't think this is a, a part of our culture and our history and our lives, but it's not everything. Yeah. And I think that's some people's assumptions that we're just fucking all the time in bathhouse. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, y'all, y'all agree? Yeah. Great. Awesome. Yeah, you kind of had to because we have the mics. So. <laughs> you don't have another option. Um, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break and we're gonna do shots. Uh, be thinking about your gays and straightest and whether you want to participate or not, and, and walk away with some merch. Um, yeah. You want to take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike can take a break. Cheers. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. Are you ready? Yeah. Are, 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 are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> See, it's not a long break. We can't, like, you know. What are we, union? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest and your gayest and straightest. But first, uh, we are going to be... Uh, thank you for being here. That's yeah. fucking fantastic. <laughs> Uh, this is the first stop of a six-city tour. We're going to be in Seattle next for Pride Weekend. Uh, that's Friday the 23rd at the Hula Hula. Um, then we're going to be in Chicago on July 29th, San Francisco on August 13th, L.A. on September 10th, and Houston 
on October 15th. Yeah. If you want tickets or more information, go to gayishpodcast.com slash live. Speaking of which, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on all social medias at Gayish Podcast, and we have a Facebook group and a Discord and uh, spaces. So go find that information out at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Our physical mailing address is post office box 198. 882 Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, uh, gay Stratus? Yeah. You want me to start? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week uh, was uh, on the... I told you I was going to tell you the story. We, we flew uh, into Newark yesterday uh, on Alaska Airlines. And at least in the section that I was sitting, the gayest flight attendant in the history of flight attendants was my flight attendant. Uh, his name was... And I don't know how he clocked me, but he definitely knew that I was gay because all of a sudden he's telling me about like where all the cute boys are sitting. And he's like, he said, I bet I'm old enough to be your father. How old are you? And I, I, I that's said, wow. That's a swing. That's a real swing. Yeah. You should use that on the guys you hit. On. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> We're going to be at the Ninth Avenue Saloon. Um, uh, he said, how old are you? I said, 44. He said, you know. I told the boys in the back, I'm not your daddy. And just so you know, there's no sugar in this daddy. <laughs> it's like, why are you... These are passengers no, at your workplace. What are you doing? There's no... He hasn't come? I, what, what does that mean? He doesn't have any money, Kyle. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh no, I thought he doesn't come anything anymore. I don't know. I don't How do you think aging works? Like, I don't know. He's the one that said... You turn like, 60 and spider webs come out? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, whenever someone comes on in me, I say, give me the sugar. I don't know. Uh, then the straightest thing about me this week, I was at a bar uh, uh, last weekend after we recorded the show. And uh, this woman walked over to me and she goes, a-, a couple of my girlfriends think you're very attractive. Would you like to come say hi? What did you say? I said, I am super gay. <laughs> <laughs> so no. And she was like, all right. Oh, yeah. And That's... she fucked off. So it was great. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, like, I got hit on by a herd of women, apparently. Oh, so. That's flattering. It was very flattering and, uh, uh, you know, validating. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. How about you? What's your gayest or straightest? Uh, my straightest is the Old Spice hair stuff that I use. Because uh, it's Old Spice flavored? Yeah, because anything Old Spice just feels like like a straight dude. They're, like It feels like less douchey Axe body spray. It could be like after scary and sporty and posh. <laughs> oh. Is that Old Spice? <laughs> it's just daddy spice. Yeah. <laughs> One gay dude. <laughs> That's part of it. Um, my gayest is I... Uh, Use uh, teeth whitening strips, which could on its own be my gayest. But then it's like the day after that then they start to feel like really sensitive. Mm. So to drink water, I just basically deep throated my water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want it to touch my sensitive teeth. I saw Cornbread do that in Boise <laughs> with a Corona. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that's impressive. It was very impressive. Yeah. After the show, going to give it a shot? Oh, sure. Okay. We at the ninth Avenue. <laughs> um, Does uh, anyone want to share their gayest and straightest? If so, raise your hand. Okay, right yes. up front. Come, here we go. Come yeah. on up onto the stage. Please use the microphone. Okay. Yeah. Gayest thing about me happened today, this afternoon. I went to the New York Historical Society Museum uh-huh. and checked out their. Uh, what was it? 
<laughs> they had an exhibit on J.C. Lay, uh, Lairdecker, Landecker, okay. who was like the gay Norman Rockwell of the 1920s and 30s. Great. He drew Great. these pictures of pretty men looking at each other for like collar ads and things, ivory soap and stuff like that. I'm, sh- I'm sure AI will steal that any day now. <laughs> 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 And then I went upstairs to their third floor and checked out their collection of Tiffany lamps. Oh. And then I went down to the gift shop and I bought my copy of Gay New York. It better be good, Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh. That book is amazing. Cool. Yeah. The straightest thing about me this week is yesterday I ventured out into the backwoods of northern New Jersey to visit the Boy Scout camp where <laughs> the original Friday the 13th was filmed. Oh. And I hung out with a bunch of fanboys who looked like they crawled out of mom and dad's basement. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, wait, before, before you go, before you go, uh, can we, yeah, there's, uh, there's mugs. There's also a limited number of t-shirts and some big stickers over there. So, um, yeah, who wants to, I, just because I made eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, also tell us your name and where you're from, please. John Crawley. Yeah, thanks. Super Gap Bridger. Yeah, Ooh. thanks, John. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ken Walker. I'm from Massachusetts. Great. Oh, Excellent. Welcome. Welcome. So the straightest thing for me is that I installed a water heater in my home. A water filter, not water heater. A water filter in my home all by myself. Didn't but, actually need anything. Wow. So I've never done that before. I think just knowing what that is is your straightest, much less like <laughs> actually installing it. But, okay. And the gayest thing is uh, at my 40th birthday last weekend. Happy my, birthday! Thank you. <laughs> my boyfriend crowned me in front of my whole family, gave me an actual crown. Oh, I, I thought that presence. maybe that was like something you would do at a bathhouse, no. but like, okay, you mean actual crown? Okay. In the presence of my ex-wife and my ex-girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, well, it's, sure. Sure. You'll do. I don't know. <laughs> Hi. Hi. People call me Kevin. Um, but what is your... But, People call you that, but what is your name? That's my name. You said oh. shirt, and I was like, uh, trying to correct that uh, the name uh, is. Got it, not got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> also known as uh, Kevin Loves Danny Carrillo. Oh. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, my straightest is uh, building and installing like a uh, garage storage system at my house um, <laughs> using drills and like stud finders and a whole bunch of stuff that I was impressed with myself. Nice. Um, my gayest this week is coming here to New York for y'all. Uh-huh. Um, and introducing my husband to my ex, who is a good friend of mine and who thinks that Mike is a super perfect daddy for him. Oh. Oh. oh wait. I, Sean, sure, yeah. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Uh, hi. I'm Sean. I am from here, albeit across the river, Hoboken. And um, I'm also the Minecraft server admin extraordinaire. That is a thing that exists. It's on the Discord. Yeah. Uh, my gayest this week is my boyfriend, who is over there. And I uh, just went to Maine to his cabin and, like, wined and dined. And I feel like doing that when you're in your 20s is pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. 
And our straightest is we almost did not make it here tonight because we had to do car maintenance on the drive down. Uh, that sounds so, horrible. Yeah. Did it? Did you fix it? Did you? No, but we managed to not explode. Okay. <laughs> He took a t-shirt, so we have, we have another mug. Yeah. I have a nice gay shirt. That's fucking fantastic. Hello, my name is Jason. I'm from Brooklyn. Hi, Jason from Brooklyn. Straightest thing was watching the PGA. <laughs> 20 minutes before I came here and drinking a beer. Great. And the gayest mm. is I bought this merch on the website. Love it. And I want you both to sign it. Okay. Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> Where do you want me to sign it? Anywhere. Anywhere. We'll go nipple. Yeah. This is so surreal, everybody. <laughs> Other nipple. <laughs> thank you. See you in Seattle. Oh, oh thank you. Wow. Thanks for coming. And in Seattle. I didn't even think that, like... First of all, I was pretty sure that we, of our tens of listeners, all of them are here today. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is the whole audience. Yeah, you're it. <laughs> but the, like, the people would come to more than one show. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, we have eight minutes. Do you want to do one more? Let's do one more. Okay. Somebody want? Okay. I'm Jared. I'm from Queens. Great. Hello. Uh, my gayest is this week I ordered an entirely new linen outfit to go to an outdoor wedding in Connecticut. Gay wedding. Nice. Oh, nice. My straightest is that utterly devoid of fashion sense. I had to have a gay friend pick out what I was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. Be sure to grab something. Awesome. Thank you. Another round of applause for you. Thank you for being here. Uh, a quick, like, like a, a vulnerable moment. This is this is the this is the first stop on our like six city tour, and this is the first time that we've charged money for a live show, and we had no idea what to expect. We could have been playing to a, an empty room, and yet here you all are. And that's uh, the survey helped. We did a listener survey, and y'all said that you would show up if you if we did this, and we did, and you did. So that's that's really that's really heartwarming. Thank you for like making it feel like this is a thing that we can do. Uh, a big round of applause for the spot for hosting us, taking a chance on us being here today. Uh, be sure to tip, uh, especially the beautiful muscly one. Um, uh, a, a big thank you to my cousin Vanessa for working the door. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, you're, you're brilliant and talented and gorgeous, and I'm very proud of the woman that you've become. Uh, I, I wiped that ass, everybody. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something you do at a bathhouse. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody who gave their gays the straightest. We really appreciate it. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, we are, so here's order of events. We have to be out of here by 9.30 because they're doing like a piano thing. So we're going to be packing up, but feel free to come and say hi, hang out, chat, whatever. Uh, just know that we're, we're working because we've got to get like pack everything up and get out of here. At 9.30, we're going to be leaving here, whatever state we're in, dropping the shit off at the hotel, and then we are going to the 9th Avenue Saloon. That's at, at uh, I can't see, 656 9th Avenue. It's very close. Um, and we'll be hanging out there for a while. So come hang out, have a have a beverage, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you again. Really, thank really you so much for being, you for being here. here.
I would also like to thank our super gap bridgers, Andrew Bur- Nailed it, Kyle. <laughs> You're doing so good. <laughs> Andrew Burr, Bugby, uh, William Bryan, Christopher M., John Crowley, yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, Stephen Porchios, Dozel Harryshaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Covington, Just Jamie. Um, <laughs> Kevin Anderson, Thomas B, Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your money. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that is it from the Chris Cachatorians studios at The Spot in Hell's Kitchen here at the Island of Manhattan in New York. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Fuck, Kyle, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, Mike, we're done.